Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature adult audiences only. Neither of us are licensed professionals. These thoughts and opinions are our own, and they should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram or our website at American-Poly.com, where you can check out our blog, leave comments, ask questions, or become a Patreon member and get exclusive access to even more Julie and Matt. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Well, hello, Julie. Good evening, Matthew. How are you? I'm good. How are you tonight? Good. We have a very, very special guest with us tonight. We do. Yeah. We do. The lovely Gemma is here with us. She is. She's back with us. Yeah. You want to say hello? Yeah. Hi. I'm third wheeling it. You are, but you're you're our only guest today. That's pretty exciting. It is pretty exciting. We're excited to have you. We we have a great show lined up for you. Uh, Do you want to tell us what the show is, Julie? We are doing Confessions of a Unicorn. Well, actually, we have two unicorns here, so it's... Confessions of the Unicorns. Yes. <laughs> Confessions of the Unicorns. Actually, we were all talking about this earlier before we started the podcast, and uh, Matt asked Gemma, what is it, what's a herd of unicorns called? Yeah. And, and she actually had to look this up, and I had to look it up, and it's a blessing. Yeah, so yes. we are, I am almost... You're, you're almost blessed. Of, I'm almost blessed. <laughs> or you're doubly blessed. Uh, there you somewhere. go. I am doubly blessed. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. But, you know, before we start, though, before we start the podcast, I know Matt wants to talk about a couple of things that we have coming up and a couple of really exciting tidbits to share. Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, I do. Um, so if you, if our listeners would please pay attention to our social media accounts, and you can find us on, you can now find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And Reddit. And Reddit, yes. We have a very special surprise coming up. We actually have a giveaway birthday celebration that we're going to do. And we are going to be giving away some stuff. Yeah, so swag. If, yeah, some swag. <laughs> so is if, it the birthday of the show? It, it is. is. Yeah. Oh. We're turning a year old. Yeah. Wow. Can you believe Congratulations. That? Thank you. Exciting. I know. We're going to have, I think, 34, 35-ish down or episode, episodes at that point. Uh, yeah. At that point. Yeah. So yeah. we're super excited. And we're going to be doing some, some giveaway stuff. And so if you guys want to pay attention to our social media, we will be releasing some information there. Yeah. How you can enter yourself into the uh, birthday giveaway. Yeah. So our, our actual birthday is September 15th. We uploaded our first handful. We had like four or five done that we had recorded and edited and perfected before we uploaded. Well, I don't know about perfected, but we had recorded them and edited them. Um, yeah, those early ones are kind of 
That was before Julie knew how to edit. So yeah, and I that apologize. was on her walk-in <laughs> closet floor. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> we've, we've come up in the world slightly. Yeah, a little slightly. bit. I mean, yeah, we're still working. We're but, still working on it. Yeah. And our second big announcement is we are going to be getting a mascot. We talked about this a little bit last time. So keep watching on Instagram for the new mascot. And trust me, you'll know it when you see it. Yes. Because it's possibly the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> so you'll know it. You won't be disappointed. No, nope, no. It's adorable. Gemma's seen, seen evidence of I've, it already. I've, so. been, I've seen the teasers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's worth it's worth a short wait. Yeah, it's only a couple more weeks. Right, we're super excited. It has to percolate a little longer. This is true. It has to <laughs> percolate. <laughs> All right, Matthew, you're going to start us off with the confessions of the unicorns. Yeah, so let's talk about how, if you would, guys, would share a little bit about your background. I know we talked about this before, but for any of our new listeners out there, what like. I know we just were talking briefly off air and your first kind of forte or foray foray. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. It was my turn to mess up. You did. Uh, you, yeah. you fucked up a word. I'm proud of you, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so yours was like in your twenties when you first had your first, Oh yeah. First threesome. But now didn't at that point, did you have any inclinations or desires to maybe uh, have more be like a unicorn at that time oh no 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 that was I was very young and <laughs> so I was a little drunk at a party <laughs> so that was just a, a one-off thing but yeah I, I did have one threesome when I was I think I was like maybe 25 yeah but did you before I mean after that did you ever think about having a you know being in involved in in, in a in a threesome mm, not I mean, in multiple know. people play not really I mean because I got married and when I was in my, I, I started dating my ex-husband and I got married right around 30. And so that pretty much closed that door. Yeah. And I, I never actually really thought much about group play again until well, he was the one who brought up swinging. Well, not necessarily group play, but maybe even just like in being involved in into in a unicorn situation where, you know, living with mm -mm. A, another couple or. I really never thought about it. It really never hit my radar very, very much, honestly. Hmm. So it, it, that was a one-off thing that happened in my 20s. It's like one of those, you look back when you're older and you think, holy crap, I can't believe I did that. So you that was still like, think that now? No, not now. I don't <laughs> think that now, but I did then. <laughs> Put me on the spot, Matthew. <laughs> I know. What about you, Jim? I was 20 when I had my first threesome. She was a baby. I was a baby. Wow. My, my goodness. Yeah, that's kind of like... I was a sophomore in college. Wow. I, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> goodness gracious. And then uh, I think when I was 24 or 25, uh, I, I briefly dated a couple, but they were looking for a serious third. And at that time, I really wasn't open to the idea of being in a committed relationship with a couple. That wasn't really something that I... My mind hadn't been open to yet. So they were a little bit older than I was, and they were had already decided that they wanted a girlfriend and they, you know, were on the hunt, the unicorn hunt, as it were, I, I guess. Um, so that didn't really work out beyond a couple of dates. And then when I lived in California, 
California is just different, folks. Uh, <laughs> it, is. it is. I live there too, but I'm not sure that I experienced the same California you did. <laughs> I, I, I think um, for me, particularly during the time that I lived in the Bay Area, it seemed like everyone was on OkCupid, that like relationships were, you know, so very fluid in definition. And so everyone you connected with had some sort of, well, I live with this person, but it's open or I'm dating this person. I was um, friends with an open triad. And so they, they lived together. And I remember talking to, um, it was two women and, and one man. And I remember talking to him and he said, people think it's just so great that I have twice as much sex. He goes, it's not true. It's twice as much work and half as much sex <laughs> um, <laughs> because there's, you know, the emotional part of the relationship and, and working on that with two, two other people and then um, having an open triad where there were other relationships and they were traveling to visit other relationships. And it was it was a lot of it was complicated. So complicated. but, you know, I'd occasionally date a couple, but it was very casual. It wasn't like, let's we want you to be our girlfriend. And then. When I lived in Florida, I also dated a couple briefly. Seems briefly in my memory. It might have been a little longer than briefly, maybe maybe even close to a year. Oh wow. That's not so brief, is it? That is um, not. It's not. But in my term. memory, but in my memory it feels brief. I think because we frequency they had children and so like the frequency of seeing each other was not super intense. So but uh in a previous episode I mentioned that my husband and I were married about eight years ago and after we got married he took a job where he was on the road for about eight eight weeks at a time. And I said to him, you know, uh, if I wanted to be by myself all the time, I wouldn't have gotten married. And he said, well, why don't you just do what you did when you were single? And I looked at him and said, well, I dated when I was single. <laughs> is that <laughs> right? on the table? Or you want me to like hang out with my cat and crochet? Or what is the, what are you thinking Mm-hmm. I did when I was single. And so that sort of opened up the conversation to be like, well, do you need that? What do you need? And then sort of negotiating what that would look like. And so we we opened up our relationship at that time. We've closed it occasionally. Like we were trying to get pregnant at one point, And so we closed it and then that didn't happen. So then we were open to opening it again. And or there's been times where someone's feelings were a little more yeah, there was more jealousy or there was more intensity of feeling or, you know, I want I want to feel like first, can you take some action to show me that that's the case? And, mm-hmm. and then we've we've kind of done that. But my my partner is not so interested in lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, he says I'm more than enough for him to handle. Um, but he, but I he, can't imagine why he said that. <laughs> I'm very vivacious, but he also recognized that I'm a better partner to him. I'm happier. I'm more fulfilled when I have other relationships in my life that are meeting my other needs. So he's open to allowing me to have that. And that I think makes our relationship better in the long run. That's awesome. Yeah. So at what point did you realize that maybe being a a unicorn for someone was something that you were actually interested in? Well, so and we were talking about what does it mean? What is the even the Urban Dictionary definition of being a unicorn? Right. So um, this kind of touches on that. So I consider myself bisexual. I enjoy women. And that has felt easier it's felt easier to date women 
in when they're in relationship with a man. I don't know if that's just because I've been in relationships with men, so that just felt more natural to me. But I think we have a question about this later. But I really love love. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really attracted to to just love. And mm-hmm. so when I see a couple in love, I'm like, ooh, I want to be a part of that. Or right. I wanna I wanna add to that a little bit. Or like, you know, maybe I can put some little little sprinkle of sparkles on top of that. And you know, and that's I, that brings me joy, and then I hope I'm contributing to the joy of the other people. But I, we were talking about unicorn and whether that means it's rare mm-hmm. because unicorns are mythical, as we, I think we all know. Yes. Unless, you, unless you live in Scotland. Right. If you have had a unicorn sighting, I would love to hear about that. Right. Um, right to Jenna. You can, you can write to her at julie at american-folly.com. I'll forward them over. <laughs> but um, I think that, uh, you know, I was under the impression that the unicorn, the term was because it was so rare that there were not many single women that were interested in being intimate with couples or uh, or that was the piece, or what else were we talking about? Well, in terms I, of... I wanted to know, like, I, I asked yeah. Gemma her thoughts on this. Like, what what is a unicorn? Is a unicorn a single woman mm. who has no other attachments, no primary relationship in the lifestyle, who seeks out other people? Is it just couples that she seeks, or is it, like, individual bluefish, too? Is she still a unicorn? Mm. Or is it a, par- a woman who has a partner, be, be it a boyfriend or a fiancé or husband or uh, you know even a same-sex partner who has a hall pass right has a hall pass on her own is that still a unicorn or is that just a hall pass situation what defines being a unicorn and and i thought maybe it was situational so i am married if i'm with an a single individual male or female or or you know genderqueer or anywhere in there um, if I'm with a single individual, is that a hall pass? Right. And then is being a third to a couple the unicorn experience? Like, is that what that is? And so yeah, I'm, we were we sort were of debating. Really, we were. What is your take, Matt? I, that's a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's like, I am the interviewer, not the interviewee. Yeah, I think, I think it depends. I think, you know, it, it's up for debate because... Is, is it a unicorn when you have a single experience or is it a unicorn when you have a multiple experience? Right. You know, and here again, we're going back to is a unicorn a single female in lifestyle mm-hmm. with no other attachments or mm-hmm. is it a, a hall pass situation, whether she plays with multiple people or if she plays with just one person? Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's really kind of difficult to, and I think that's why, do we do we call it rare or not? Because... I know lots of women who play individually, right? right. Like but, there are tons of women in the lifestyle who play individually. Are they all unicorns because they play individually? But are they single? They're not single. Well, see, I think, I think that's the rarity is to find uh, a single woman who... So well, why, are you playing as a single or are you just not attached? You're not attached. Not no, attached. No primary person. In yeah, no primary person. Oh, so, so maybe I'm not a unicorn and maybe this maybe. is the wrong interview for me. But you have been a unicorn. <laughs> you have been a unicorn in the past, though. Yes, we both have, technically. Correct. But so here's the other thing. Why is that so much more desirable than a woman who has a hall pass who is looking for couples? Is it more desirable to have an unattached single female? Is it, Why is that considered more rare and desirable than any woman who would seek out to have 
you know, threesome experiences with couples. Well, maybe there is a slight desire to have to bring her into the fold, maybe. Like exclusivity? Yeah. Mm, maybe that's what it is. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Urban yeah. Dictionary defines unicorn as a common swinging term used in the community to refer to a single female interested in meeting other couples. So I wonder if they mean, it would mean any single female. So someone who does not have a primary relationship. Correct. Huh. So what do we call we ladies who who have hall passes, essentially, to seek out individual experiences with other couples? What do we, we need a term for them. I don't know. I thought we were talking about your experiences and the lifestyle. <laughs> now we're coming up with new terminologies. I'm sorry. We'll work on that. <laughs> can we save that for we our... Can, we can save that for the, for the urban the terms. Yes. yes. The term, the mm -hmm. terms. Yeah. But it, it's interesting who, what people consider what. Yeah, you know? I agree. It, it's very interesting. And then, you know, we did, all three of us learned a new term yes, earlier today earlier blessing. tonight yeah no well the blessing and the dragon oh dragons okay we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah yeah, yeah. but so that's sorry let's yeah. let's take this back <laughs> a step take it back take it back so i so i actually met you when you were when you were a unicorn julie well you were living with a triad of, i was living in an open triad correct technically they were primary to me sort of you know like that was a primary relationship because i lived with them so i guess technically i wasn't single per se but right. I was not married to them, and I was not exclusive to them. But True. we were all open equally. So I don't know where I fall. <laughs> so, I mean, you weren't technically married to them. So you were a single woman. Yes. Um, so in the constraints of what we're talking about tonight, <laughs> you let's call you a unicorn okay. for your situation. Okay, you and I this. met you while you yes. were a unicorn. You did. Yeah. You got blessed. I did. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to let that go. I know you're not going to be able to let that go. But so your experience was completely different from what Gemma's experience has been. Yes. What do you think led you into that relationship? What do you think that drew you into that relationship and wanting to, to be with a couple? Yeah. yeah. Be with a couple and be explore that. Oh, wow. I, you know, it's interesting because I had actually met that couple when I was swinging with my ex-husband. Mm-hmm. And when he and I split up, I kept them, right? They you got like, them in the split? I did. Yes, yeah. I did. And I was initially closer to the husband, uh, but became closer to the wife too. And over a little bit of time, like maybe six months, eight months, those relationships grew. And they asked me if I wanted to move in with them. And so... It was my first experience being in a multiple person relationship and only my second experience being with somebody in the lifestyle. So okay. it was a lot because that is a lot. Yeah. It was like, okay, we're going to be, you know, we're a, we're a triad and that's what they called us. So we're, you know, a triad, but we're each, and we would approach lifestyle situations together. So we would approach other couples, you know, I was just like the extra, like, hey, you're going to play with this couple? We have a bonus person. Yeah. <laughs> These so, are her talents. So, no, <laughs> which I know your talents now. Yeah. And they're, they're very nice. So how were you received in that situation when you were, when they would find another couple and then like, oh, by the way, Julie's coming along with us? Some, well, so sometimes good, sometimes bad. Can you um, tell us about that? Yeah. So like some, some couples were like, hell yeah. 
And then, I mean, obviously, right, you get two girls for, you know, like the other husband would be like, yes, please. <laughs> but um, some couples, uh, my personality's super outgoing, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I don't know if you all have noticed this or not, but I'm a little bit talkative. No, we haven't noticed mm-hmm. that know, at all. Right, you know. And so my the, the couple that I was in a triad with were more introverted. Mm-hmm. And we had, a, there were two different couples that said, you know, we really like Julie and she's really sweet and fun, but could we go out with just you two? Because we feel like when we're out and you're and Julie is along that we end up talking to her more and we haven't really gotten to know you two that well because mm. they were so quiet. And then I would lead the conversation, but it was always that like, if we went to an event, they would be wallflowers on the side and I'm working the room, but that's, I mean, that's just my personality and theirs just was so different. Mm-hmm. And they were really comfortable with that because they never had to approach or, or really stick their neck out there at all. And they let me bring people to them kind of. Oh yeah. And yeah, so yeah. that kind of didn't work with a few people that they wanted to um, pursue because those people were like, she's amazing. And we really like her, but we need to spend time with just you two. Cause we don't know you two at all. So yeah. that happened a few times. So I don't know that it was like people, it was like a bad experience, but it was more like they just felt like they couldn't get to know the other two people. My unflattering analogy is that Julie was the juicy bait on the hook. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, you know. Hmm. It is what it is. Now, so I mean, you are. She is lovely, bait. Oh, and 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 so that that is not that was not to take anything away from you, but and the pretty that's fish. what it's that's what it sounds like. Like you were the they threw you out there, and hoped you would reel in. Yeah, I looking back on it, I could totally see it that way. When I was in it, it didn't seem that it didn't way. Didn't seem that way. Sure. But looking back on it, I'm like, oh yeah, I you know that was I was their their little um, social butterfly. Social unicorn. Social unicorn. Mm-hmm. There you go. Wonderful. You were like a, a unicorn with wings. <laughs> oh, now we're getting into Shira territory. Yeah. So. <laughs> or Rainbow Bright. Didn't she have oh, a unicorn with I think wings? She did. Or was hers more of a peg? It's not important. This is how tangents <laughs> start. This is how, yeah. Gemma knows all about our tangents. <laughs> so, Gemma, when, when you dated the couple, I mm-hmm. guess, in Florida, yes. did you guys ever go out as a group and seek other couples? We did not. So it was kind of like just the three of you, and that was pretty much I it. Would, I would also say that I don't believe we ever left their house. Oh, okay. Okay. So not so much dating as hooking up? That's the sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of play time. Was it emotional, or was it just more about the play? Uh, I liked them as friends and would have been friends with them outside of the home. But uh, I don't, I don't think we ever took it on dry land. So, mm. would you have wanted that? I wasn't looking for that at the time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really looking for a deep emotional connection. Mm-hmm. So, did you date other people while you were dating them? I don't believe that I did. Huh. She was an exclusive unicorn. She was an exclusive unicorn. <laughs> so, uh, with the husband on the side. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, okay. not yeah. so exclusive. But... Right. Oh, so you were you were married. This was... That was Florida. In Florida, okay. I was married. Yeah. Okay. The first couple, I think that first couple that I dated in the early 2000s, <laughs> I think they knew what they were doing and I had no idea. So they were trying to get me to date them and be their girlfriend. And I just didn't know what that 
I didn't understand that dynamic. I didn't mm -hmm. know what it was right. beyond a sexual connection. I didn't understand the rest of it. So I was kind of like, yeah, I don't, I think I want to grow up and get married and have two kids and a white picket fence. Yeah. So I think I just wasn't. Sure. In the headspace. No. Totally get it. Yeah. So did you have any like negative experiences when you were with couples? Y yes, I have. Thank you for asking, Matt, because maybe I can maybe I can help someone else in the future. Right. Um, I mentioned that one of the things that really attracts me to a couple is is loving love. And I think it's important to me now that I've been in the lifestyle for a few years is kind of looking for the signals that they're in a healthy relationship, that they have a solid relationship and good communication and that they do love and respect each other. I dated a couple a few years ago that uh, they were not in a healthy relationship. And uh, we, in fact, w I think the only time we were intimate, they fought over me in the bedroom. Like literally fought over you? Literally. Like, like literally my arm one. got pulled <gasps> and like it was really, it felt gross and it felt awful. And like, like you in were some a doll ways, that was being fought over. Well, and in some ways, you know, it's, you think, oh, gosh, it'd be really hot if people fought over me. Like, I'm so desired. It was not hot. It was awful. It was Ugh. embarrassing and awful. And I tried to get out of there as quickly as possible. But initially, when I met this couple, I was more interested in her than I was in him. And I think that was one of the problems for him was that he really mm -hmm. wanted someone that was like obsessed with him, it seemed like. Mm -hmm. um, there was some ego stuff happening there. And then um, they were heavy drinkers. And I think just mm. the when they drank they were different people mm -hmm. um and their behavior towards each other and then towards me was was very different and i did not like it and um in fact after that incident i said to them like i you're not you know i really like you i think you're great um we've had we had some really great dates we like the same music we had a lot in common but i don't think you're healthy enough for a third mm. Mm -hmm. you're not in the place where you can Mm -hmm. You know, you say you want a third, you say you want to date someone else, but you're really not in a place in your relationship where you can do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of good luck to you. And then she said to me, like, I like you too much to try and maintain a friendship with you. Like, we just have to stop talking to each other. So, oh, wow. That's hard. So I haven't talked to them since. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of. How? If it, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That. I can kind of understand that a little bit because when. When my triad dissolved, I struggled because the main problem was between him and I. Mm -hmm. And so she and I didn't have as many issues. And it was just way, it was just so hard to be around her in a very romantic, loving capacity without thinking about and being really upset about what had happened between him and I. Mm -hmm. So I have since been able to work out a good friendship with her. Mm -hmm. And we have we maintain that but to go and take that to the next level and maintain that it's almost like you mourn what was mm. right i can see that yeah it did she feel competitive did she feel like she was competing with you huh. no, no. Oh. i don't think any neither one of us ever felt competitive with each other if anything it was more like bonding over trying to figure out his psyche mm. so yeah but i wanted to ask Gemma, cuz you were just talking about you know, like you talked about like how you like to look for couples who are, who have a love, like a good, strong love connection. Mm -hmm. So what red flags 
fly up for you when you're meeting new couples and you would rather pass? And I know Matt was going to ask all the questions, but I wanted to pop this one in here before we move on to another topic, because I think that when it comes to being in a multiple person relationship, there are red flags. Sure. I think, um, and you've talked about this before in previous episodes, that um, if one person speaks in a derogatory way or complains about the other person in the relationship, their partner, that's a red flag to me because, like I said, I want them to be in a healthy, strong, communicative relationship because I'd, if I'm going to be a third in that, then I want to know that they're very strong and, and all those things. I also look to make sure that I'm developing a friendship with both people. It's really important to me in particular to have a friendship with the female in the couple because uh, I don't want that idea of like competition or right. I, and in some ways I think it helps that I am married because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not after your man. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think in some that. ways there, that mm-hmm. creates some sense of security. Like, Hey, I'm happily married. I'm not interested in mm-hmm. any, you know, separating you two or being any of that. So Mm -hmm. I think in some ways being able to establish that at least sense of trust there is good. But if they speak poorly of the other one or show a lack of respect, that's, I'm not interested because I, that's, that's drama. I don't want to like be a part of, or that's a a, a happy place that they need to work on what's going on for them before. Again, like I think they can entertain a third. Now there's, there's levels, right? Like I can joke and say like, Oh, I wish, my partner did X, Y, and Z. That's normal. But I mean, there is also, you can tell, you know, when they're right. Like, I'm pretty sure I've told you, do you know that Matt is always late? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. This is true. (laughs) Not that I would change a hair on your head, my darling. Right. And that's usually what follows that. It's like, but isn't he the cutest? And it's just like, you know, it's, it's, so there's normal, right. You know, gripes and pet peeves. And that's, that's not what I mean. You don't need Mm -hmm. to hide the the normalness of your relationship and there's ups and downs, but you know, you can also tell when there's maybe something that's fundamentally wrong or sticking in someone's craw or Mm -hmm. something that they under the surface, right. Or something they haven't told the other one that you think, Oh, why are you telling me that you should be telling them that and working on that and so that piece that you know you sense there's something off and they're not communicating about it Mm -hmm. that's a red flag to me because they're not maybe not in a place where they're healthy enough to entertain a third right or they're looking for the band-aid which i know we've talked about before that you know being poly or being in the lifestyle is like a band-aid for your primary relationship I'm not a Band-Aid. I'm not interested in... You'd be a really cute Band-Aid, though. Well, thank she would you. you. A Band-Aid with unicorns and rainbows on it. I know, right? Cute little freckles across your <laughs> Right. I like those little freckles. I do a lot. <laughs> I think I was a Band-Aid. I think oh. that you were, a, you were an attempt. Yeah. In my triad, I think. Yeah. Was, yeah. Mm. Looking back on it. I yeah, couldn't absolutely. See it. I couldn't see it when I was in it, but afterwards, I think I could see it a lot, a lot clearer. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the nice thing about it is, is you... You learn going forward. And, you know, obviously you can pick up on some more red flags that weren't Absolutely. as quite as obvious. And then you can kind of recognize like, well, you know, something just doesn't feel quite right here. Exactly. Yeah, you can. I think if you get to know the people mm-hmm. a little better and don't jump feet first, which I am guilty of occasionally, um, it, <laughs> which is more than maybe occasionally, but you know, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, we go forward. It's how we learn, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's how we learn. So this brings me to a next question. Do you feel that the lifestyle puts expectations or judgment 
on women who date either singularly or with their partners. Do you think you guys are judged by other people in the lifestyle for being a unicorn or? I think that Gemma definitely hit the hammer on the nail when she said, I'm married. So other women. You mean hit the nail on the head with the hammer? What did I? Yes, that's what I said. That's not what I said. It it sounded funny. (laughs) Well, you hit the hammer on the nail. That's what you said, which is the same thing, just in reverse. Correct. Okay. Well, you were both you know, correct. It, you just came at it from different. <laughs> I don't use hammers very often. <laughs> but Matt, but it had contact with a nail, and that's where we were going. Yeah, that's that. where you we were going. You need me to use a hammer later, baby doll. No, 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 no absolutely not. Um, no, but what you said a minute ago about women trusting you more because you have a husband, because you have a partner, I do think that there is a little bit of. Uh, jealousy and security that crops up. And I noticed this when I was in the triad and individually dating a lot, because people would say, oh, you're, you're part of a triad. But then if I individually went out on my own and dated a couple, because I did that a few times, there was some insecurity with the other woman because I technically wasn't married, Hmm. taken, or like permanently connected to one other single guy. And so it was, I think, they were a little concerned that you were going to sweep in and take their man. Yes. That came up a few times for me. So just because I didn't have that permanent partner, they didn't see my triad as a permanent partner. Hmm. So I I think that came up. Interesting. So what about you? Have you had, Jim, have you had any experiences similar or have any feelings that uh, crop up when you have dealt with other people in the lifestyle? I think what I've found to be most common, um, and particularly from men that approach me, is that they are suspicious about my relationship with my husband. Mm. Like, oh, your husband lets you, and I'm using lets you mm-hmm. loosely because I'm very strong-willed, and so like, no, no. one no one allows me <laughs> to do something. Um, <laughs> but like, lets you, um, you know have a hall pass or step out on him and he's not interested in being the lifestyle that's confusing to me because me as I and I'm speaking from other people's point of view but like as a man I want to have sex with other women doesn't your husband also want to do that if you're doing that and it's hard to you know my husband's from a different country mm-hmm. you know there's there's cultural differences there's he works very hard long hours he just doesn't have the energy he married me and I'm a, that's working for him and if he wanted to have an extramarital whatever he can and he doesn't need he's my... pretty cute can i he is very cute line? absolutely okay, he's very yeah. cute I'm just very tall that. very tall very cute he might have he... to like get on his knees to kiss me but we're all good his, <laughs> his ex-wife is shorter anyway um he he can he can do that he mm-hmm. just doesn't have the time he's more introverted he doesn't have the time energy and interest in that he says I'm enough, but of course he could, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And so people don't, they, they, they get don't suspicious. They're like, why, why would your husband not also want to have multiple sexual partners or why? And he's, everyone's unique. That's, that's what he wants. So I think what I've encountered is this, this idea that it's, it's odd mm-hmm. that, that the female in the relationship would be more interested in poly relationships or swinging relationships than the male. And so I, I've encountered that suspicion and like, please explain to me why, how is this working mm-hmm. for you? And I haven't, 
I've encountered one other couple with a similar dynamic where she was very extroverted. It filled her cup to have multiple relationships. He was much more introverted, mm -hmm. uh, but he would occasionally like, she didn't drive. So he would drive her to events and he would be at events and things. And like, mm -hmm. my husband would hate that. Yeah. He would, he, he would really hate that. He'd much rather be at home watching car shows. Mm -hmm. Like that is not interesting to him. Right. So, I mean, it's Do you think the that dynamic. the, like the guys that approach you with that attitude are like the uh, more alpha male, and I'm putting that in air quotes, um, kind of guys? Well, I'd say it's a mix. I would say that for some men, they're asking because they're being respectful of my husband mm -hmm. and they want to know like, hey, your husband's cool with this, right? Right. Um, and then I think there are other men that are like, it just doesn't, it doesn't resonate. It doesn't ring true to me that mm -hmm. this, that another male would not want to participate in this if his wife is. Right. So, and I think that is maybe a little more of an alpha male, you know, maybe a little machismo in there sometimes, but uh -huh. so I, I don't necessarily assume the person has bad intentions. I assume that they're just they're trying to understand because it's different from their experience. It's true. Well, it is. I mean, like you mentioned, you know, you've only met one other I person have. who has kind of a similar situation. Right. So, I mean, I, Julian, I don't think we've ever met anybody who has. The wife was. We've met lots of hot wifing. Yeah. We've but had I mean, hot wifing situations come up, but that's where the guy is going to watch. Sure. But so I mean. That's not really the same. I don't, I think besides Gemma, I don't think we've I don't met think any, so. Mm -mm. Not yeah. where the husband has absolutely no interest in being at the event or pursuing anything at all. That's a whole nother classification. It is. I mean, I could, I mean, I can kind of understand it. If you have a demanding job and you work long hours and you have other hobbies and interests and things, I can kind of see I mean, you don't always have time for the lifestyle. Sometimes right. you have to make time. Right. For the, you know, like if, if it's something you really want in your life, you're going to make time for it, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe that's kind of his thought process. Like I work, you know, because you said he works like a ton of hours. Yes. So outdoor manual labor, exhausted. Right? Yeah. yeah. So like he gets home and he's like, I'm making me time and me time is going to be watching this episode of this thing I want to see, or it's going to be doing this thing that I want to mm -hmm. do. When you only have so much, you know yeah. what you want. I can understand that. Yeah. And, I mean, come on. He's married to Gemma. Right. <laughs> what does he need? Uh, well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and she's blushing. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> or a lot. <laughs> so what positive things can you guys share with our listeners for being in a uh, triad? Or Why should you be a unicorn? Well, just like some positive, <laughs> some positive takeaways that you guys can share from like, you know, playing with a, playing with a couple as a unicorn. Oh, that's fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of fun. Well, it is a lot of fun. And it's fun to be the center of attention a little bit sometimes. Mm. And it's also fun to please both people. It is. Yeah. yeah. Or to like team up with one of them to like make that other person. Absolutely. Like I've done that many times where I team up with the husband and like really rock the other woman's world yes so that's fun i mean giving pleasure right yeah i mean i yeah. go ahead i'm sorry yeah no i think that in the bedroom part yes it's a lot of fun but i i also think there's some benefits to the the out of the bedroom friendship i know like with julie and i we can talk about 
our relationships mm -hmm. and um, things happening in lifestyle, and we can talk about Matt sometimes. We do. Um, <laughs> we talk about how cute you are. He's adorable. Now who's blushing? Uh, and and so there's there's also that like connection outside of the bedroom that mm -hmm. I think is great, and I think happens for me at least seems to happen more with couples or women and couples than it does just singly. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. I can venture guesses on why, yeah. but it's kind of fun because like, if you like for me, if I'm going to use Jenna as an example, like getting to connect with her play is amazing. I love play. Who doesn't love play? Right. But also too, bargain hunting. I mean, this girl <laughs> and I, we get our, we get our shopping on and it's pretty amazing. So that's fun. And so I've helped her save a few bucks and that's right. really, that's the big benefit here. Well, but I, I think the most amazing thing, and I, and I think Matt is going to really be super, super, super excited about this one is that she introduced me to the drive through boba tea. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fun. I mean, I'm going to go back to our conversation. Mm -hmm. I'd skip the boba tea. So, yeah. but no, I think it's fascinating because I'll talk to you and you're like, oh, what'd you do today? And then you're like, oh, Jim and I, we went, we're going, you know, thrifting and we're going to go do this and this mm -hmm. and this. And I talked to you and, you know, you had, you guys had an amazing time together. Mm -hmm. We did. Yeah, so, we I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just great that you guys are, have such a great friendship. And, mm -hmm. and then you get to reap the benefits. Well, I mean, I'm, thought that we were all friends but i'm yeah. teasing you i know you are. i was gonna say when we go when we go and find amazing deals and i buy you like a jacket or something but i don't know where your head went oh so. come on <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh, yeah exactly so do you think Gemma? do you think it's easy to find couples that you really connect with in the lifestyle or is it more of like oh you're a single woman well, why don't you come play with us it's I wouldn't say it's easy. Mm -hmm. And I think, and again, you've, you've touched on this in other episodes, and I should have mentioned this in Red Flags too. Sometimes there is one partner in the couple that is more interested in adding the third. And so that's a red flag to me. So mm -hmm. if just one person is like really into it, I tend to be cautious of a couple things. I tend to be cautious if the female in the couple has never been with another woman and they're just like oh I'm kind of curious I'm like I don't really I've been someone's first experience I've been a couple women's first experience and I'm glad I was and that's fantastic I don't want to continue to do that like mm -hmm. I, I would rather you be like comfortable and all in and know that it's something that you like so I pay attention to if it seems like one person is sort of driving the let's get a third and the other person's like oh well okay Mm -hmm. Or, hey, for my husband's birthday, oh. I'm looking for, you know, um, that's not interesting to me. That's not the kind of friendship and relationship I'm interested in. So that's more like the circus monkey. <laughs> right. Yeah. Come, I mean, come I dance for the man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw peanuts. <laughs> um, and so uh, I, I'm not interested in that. Um, I think you could, those are easy to find. Mm -hmm. I think it's easy to find like the male partner being the driver of mm -hmm. let's get another female in here. Mm -hmm. And then the female partner being like, I'd try it. Right. Um, sure. Let's do it. I think I'm twice. curious, but I'm not going to go down on women. Right. I'll mm -hmm. kiss a girl. I'm like, okay, <laughs> have fun, darling. <laughs> and so that's not, that's easy to find. Yes. I think finding secure, as I mentioned, in actively in love couples that are like, open to a third understanding of what that dynamic might look like 
want to develop a friendship beyond just bedroom intimacy, I think that's harder to find. It's not impossible. And again, you know, different people have different capabilities. Like there are different couples that, and again, you've talked about this in other episodes, they have jobs, they have kids, they have, you know, they can't regularly date me or see me often, Mm -hmm. but I know that we have a friendship and, you know, when there's time, we'll check in with each other and see what's going on. But, you know, it's, so that's harder, I think, to just form like a longer term friendship that also includes sexual intimacy. I think it's, it's much more common for this, you know, a couple like, hey, we're going to try a third and it's like a one-off kind of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's more important for you? Gemma, is it the long-term friendship with sporadic intimacy or is it more important to have, you know, a combination of both or are you at the point in your life where it's just kind of like, well, you know, I I mean, sexual intimacy is great and that's kind of what I'm looking for. Sorry, that's a long question. It is. And it's um, a little, my answer is going to be a little more complicated than just a, it's, it's yes or no there. Um, And Julie and I have talked about this before because she teases me. She's like, we you seem to date a lot. Is that I'm how like, do you keep everybody you, straight? I know, like I need a spreadsheet. <laughs> Seriously, which how do you do this? Um, and I use it. I use Google Calendar. Everyone, it's not a secret. Um, Amazing. <laughs> no really, spreadsheet. There really is a spreadsheet. <laughs> um, and I I code people in my phone in contacts of like how I know, how I've met them or how I know them. So I have like a little. I did really? a little cheat sheet a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I have to be something super cute, like strawberry sprinkles or something, right? No, I'm not no. strawberry sprinkles. Okay. I will change it <laughs> immediately, <laughs> if not sooner. Okay. Um, Let me hit the pause button. Right. So um, different relationships meet different needs for me. So if, if right now I feel like I have, I'm, in the friendship and I feel you know like I'm dating a couple people that I have emotional connections with and maybe I don't really need to like have an emotional long-term friendship with a couple I can have a one-off and and that'll be fun and what have you and then there's other times where I'm like not really dating anyone and I'm like I need that like I need the banter I need the Mm -hmm. connection I need the I need those pieces more than I need the sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. So it just, it really depends. And then every relationship looks differently and certainly ebbs and flows over time. And so there's no, there's no sort of like, I always need this and I never need that. It's sort of. That's interesting. I like how she defines that. Yeah, that honestly. is very interesting. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense when we talk about why people are in the lifestyle and what they're looking for and like the boxes and things. That you I think check. she brought up a very interesting point. I think there's a lot of ebb and flow in the lifestyle. Yes. Where you'll have people that are really hot and heavy or they'll uh-huh. come in and they'll be really hot and heavy in a lifestyle. Uh-huh. And then they're kind of like, well, they figure out what it is that they're they're seeking or looking for or maybe what they're not looking for. Mm-hmm. And then they either, you know, either they find their way and their niche into what they they want and or they go, you know, this is not really for us. And then they yeah, step out. Yeah. What's interesting, too, is just in general, how sometimes Matt and I will be talking to like three or four new couples at once. And yeah. it's like chaotic mm. and, yeah, it's... And, and it's like ding, 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 ding on kick. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there are other times when it's like, are we, are, where, where is everybody? Right. We're it's like so funny. It's like by ourselves. feast or famine. It's <laughs> yes. like we go like three or four weeks or something. It's like, mm-hmm. we can't meet anybody. And all of a sudden it's just like. And... Yeah. And then it's like, we don't have enough weekends in a month. Right. To get it all. 
Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Really it is kind of crazy. Goes. Yeah, I'd like some like evenness. <laughs> or just some regularity. Regularity. Yeah, like, yes. okay, we're going to meet two people here. We're going to meet this couple here. <laughs> gonna... So for our listeners out there, when you have that happen, when you have like the feast and you have like, you know, a million people all wanting to talk to you at the same time, realize that you're going to have the opposite side of that and there's nothing wrong with you. It's right. just mm-hmm. It's just normal. It's sure. more, I think it's normal whether you're a unicorn, whether you're a bluefish, whether you're a couple. It's just really the ebb and flow of the lifestyle in general. Well, and I would also say I've been rejected. I mean, I've been like I've put myself out there. I've met people. I, there was someone recently that we, you know, we met for coffee and they're like, mm, you're not really what I was looking for. And so I think there's also that ebb and flow, too, where yeah. like sometimes people like, you know, not everybody's going to like me. Or they're an idiot. <laughs> I know I was thinking the same thing, but okay. Um, We're a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And you know, if I was 18, I would have taken a lot harder. At, you yes. know, at my age, I was like, "Cool, you're not into me. That's fine." Like, yeah, I, I know Matt and Julie, so I'm cool. Don't worry about, <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> but I mean, there's that ebb and flow too, where like maybe there are people that are hitting me up and. Mm-hmm. apps or whatever and then i'm like i meet them and we're like eh, it's not it's not there yeah. or you're not for me and that's and that okay happens. Too. like you can think someone is pretty cool when you're talking to them over text you like exchange pictures and you talk to them and everything seems great and you meet them and that chemistry that spark is yeah. there i mean that's happened to us yeah. quite a bit i mean and yeah. it's nothing there's nothing wrong with us there's nothing wrong with them but there's there, there has to be a chemistry spark. I feel yeah, like. for us. Yeah, and I mean, so if that's missing, well, I mean, they're great people, and you could be friends with them and hang out, and it's all good. But the desire to be like intimate isn't there. So I think sometimes that happens, and that's happened. Like I've been rejected too yeah. in the past, and like, yeah, you're not, you know, you weren't exactly what I thought you were, or. Sometimes we have little quirks that other people are like, oh, my God, I can't stand the way she laughs, you know? Yeah, I mean, so, that's very true. It's, it's that kind of stuff. I so. do like the way you laugh, by oh, the way. Oh, thanks, baby. I appreciate it. <laughs> so. Moving on to the next question. Has anyone ever expected exclusivity or a closed situation where you guys didn't feel comfortable? Or the flip side of that is you did feel comfortable enough to go, yeah, okay, I want that. No one's ever asked me as a unicorn. No one's ever asked me for exclusivity. So I never had a couple say to me, we only want you to date us. But I have known other unicorns that did have that happen to them, where they, the couple, especially the guy, really only wanted her sleeping with, if she was going to, like, he was basically giving her the one penis policy, right? Oh, like you can okay. have as many women, women partners as you want, but I want to be the only male partner in your life. So hmm. now I've had that happen with, people that I was dating in the lifestyle when I met them and they were like, I really only want you to be with me unless I was with another woman, but it wasn't, he wasn't part of a couple. He was a single guy. Oh yeah. And I think you mentioned before the couple in Florida, you, you saw them and that was, that was it. Well, and I've had, I've had other couples who have approached me and said, you know, we're looking for a third, we're looking for a girlfriend. And I've said, Oh, or particularly like a live-in girlfriend. And I've said, I have a husband. That's not going to work. Right. And and then occasionally, well, he could come too. Well, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's definitely not going to work. And uh, so as a unicorn, yes, I've had people start with that, that that's mm-hmm. what they're looking for. They're looking for the closed triad. That's 
they, they're wanting that. I've had people also look for exclusivity from me or even before we've ever met and say, would you leave your husband and, and just date me? And, and oh my I, gosh, right? yeah, I have, I have yeah. had that. Mm -hmm. And I'm no, <laughs> right? I get a lot of block, well, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I literally had a guy ask me one time, well, if I give you all the things that you, you know, all these boxes or whatever, like if I'm more perfect, you, would you just, you know, basically dump Matt and date me? Yeah. So what does that feel like? I mean, or do you, do you guys appreciate the directness of no. it? No, I mean, not necessarily like, Hey, you know, you know, leave your husband or, or, you know, dump Matt, but do you appreciate the fact that they're at least being super upfront and you're not finding this out like weeks later? I mean, yeah, if that's really what they want and they're not willing to like compromise or budge or not, then yeah, I, I appreciate knowing that sure. it's not work, yes. you know? So, yeah. But I, I've found occasionally that people will get pushy around that. Like, really? Mm -hmm. I'm really great. Yeah. And no. Like the whole sales. The whole yeah. sales <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. I can understand that. It's the shiny new thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I'm not and, a big fan of that either. And it feels like you're being pushed into something. Mm -hmm. So so my advice to couples out there, if you're, if you are unicorn hunting, which when I, when you say unicorn hunting, I get this idea in my head of somebody in pink sparkly camo right with like a net a big mm -hmm. giant pink sparkly net that's what i imagine you have quite a vivid imagination i know right that's what that's what comes to my head <laughs> maybe it's wrong but you know so in your guys of experience uh the couples that you've been with do you feel like it's more of a fulfillment for them or do you feel more fulfilled being with them Oh, is it even? Who's getting the most out of the situation? Yeah, who's getting the most out of the situation? I think it, honestly, I think it depends day to day, couple to couple, person to person. Just mm -hmm. like with my primary partner, sometimes when we're intimate, I think I'm getting more out of it than he is. And then other times I think he's getting more out of it than I am. Or, you know, I think it, it really varies. Mm -hmm. And I think some of that has to do, I think, with where you are in your emotional relationship too? For sure. I think she just hit it on the head right there. In the triad that I was in, I felt like they got more out of it than I did because it was such an emotional struggle for me all the time. Mm. So. Okay. I think for our final question, I would like... Oh, Alex, are we in the final question? I think we are. It's final <laughs> Okay. To wrap up in our final kind of question in the lifestyles of the unicorns, tonight <laughs> what advice do you guys have for couples who may be seeking a unicorn and maybe single women who are considering being a unicorn for a couple i think for couples that are interested in either a, a one-time thing or a, a longer term dating or what have you with with another woman i would say approach together i'm very suspicious if the male approaches me first and then I don't hear anything or know anything from the female partner until much later because that feels like it's his interest and he's leading and she's mm -hmm. following and I want both people to be interested and excited about that. Um, so I would say approach together and be be communicative about between yourselves about what you want and about your boundaries and be clear about that with the person that you're seeking to date or have an experience with so that they can be respectful of your boundaries and 
again, I think that communication piece just makes everything else better. So I think that, you know, approach together, communicate openly and honestly, be clear about your boundaries. I think if you're interested in being a unicorn or being a single woman that is dating couples, it's it's really the same. Be communicative, be honest about your boundaries and your commitments and what you're interested and able to do. And if you're not a fit, you're not a fit. That's okay. Right. Absolutely. I would add to couples who are seeking unicorn to be careful not to objectify. Mm. We don't want to feel like an object. Mm. Don't make us feel like an object. Or a toy that's being added to the... Yeah. yeah. We're we're, we're people and we have feelings. And so that's happened to me in the past multiple times. And it's one of the reasons why I stopped dating other couples. Like I, I only approach with Matt when we do lifestyle things because I felt constantly like... It was not really about me as a person, but more about what I could give them in the bedroom mm. and like a warm body, right? Well, she's willing to do this kind of thing. And I, I really, I hate feeling that way. Yeah. And so I would definitely tell couples to be careful to make sure that they are being genuine to that person. Mm-hmm. So that would be my advice to couples and, and what Jim has said about boundaries for sure. And then for women approaching being a unicorn, know your boundaries your mm-hmm. personal boundaries for sure yeah because I, I can imagine that you can get put into a very awkward yes. situation very quickly mm-hmm. and know that you can say no and walk away mm-hmm. is very important but also too i have known women in the lifestyle who have also looked at being a unicorn where they were really attracted to the guy in the relationship and the the female partner was just part of the baggage Make sure mm. that you are equally into both people. Mm-hmm. It's really unfair to go into that situation and not be equally turned on and excited about being with both of them. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not and you approach that, someone is going to have hurt feelings. Absolutely. So make sure that you really are, you're not really just wanting to date him, that you want both of them. Nobody wants to be thought of as taking one for the team or the extra baggage that came along with the other person. So that would be my advice. I think that's excellent. Gemma, this goes for Julie, too. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of American Polly again. Again. My pleasure. Again, again. (laughs) Um, I think this uh, was very insightful, and we we really enjoyed it. We did. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Until next time. I'm Julie. I'm Gemma. And I'm Matt. Thanks for listening to American Polly.